This is the Alarm Entourage. Hello, welcome to the Alarm Entourage podcast. You can probably hear a sound check going on in the distance. I'm Gareth Jones, and uh, the sound of the piano uh, is two, by... 2-2-2, one 2, two, two. vocal, yeah, heart, very, two, one, two, two, yeah. loud member of the band. Can you be not so loud, please, Mr. Spence? I'm sound checking. I'm sorry, I will... Some of us have to work while you're all sitting around <laughs> your pants and <laughs> pretending to do stuff on computers. Play right. some piano, then. Someone's Go got to do this piano, OK? It's amazing, honestly. Uh, the, the, bass, the bass player at the moment is Adam, the guitar tech. And we're in San Francisco, which is terribly, terribly exciting because the Alarm have had a long association with the Bay Area since we first came here in 1983. As you know, the very first gig the Alarm did in the United States of America was in San Francisco so it always feels a bit special and it's also a bit special because two people in the Alarm gang made their home out here I've just walked out onto the street to try and get some quiet yeah you will have heard Mike talk about Red Eye Red Eye was the Alarm's drum tech when I was the Alarm's guitar tech an essential part of the team and uh, Red actually made his home over here in San Francisco. So every time we came over, we had uh, a Welshman here to hook up with. And there's another Welshman over here in San Francisco as well. Nigel Twist, Nigel Phillips, to use his real name these days, uh, has also made his home out here. In fact, there are so many Welsh people here, we tend to call this place... San Francisco, not San Francisco, but San Francisco. And not only are we thrilled to be in San Francisco again tonight, but particularly excited because Nigel might well be performing with the band tonight. So a rather special moment for Alarm fans in the Bay Area if they catch this. Right, I'm going to go inside. Hang on, Andy's here. Oh, he's on the phone. Andy Badge, our lighting designer, is on the phone. I won't trouble him. I'll go back into the venue. We're playing the Regency Ballroom, a magnificent place that was built in 1909, I think just a few years after the big one, the uh, earthquake that destroyed almost all of San Francisco. And I think tonight, the alarm intend to destroy this room. Yeah, it's going to get busy. I'll leave them to sound check and I'll speak to you in a minute. guitar solos from all four members of the band are on stage at the moment working through something this is the first time I've actually seen them working through the songs because they're so confident at what they do they don't need rehearsal because they do it all the time they're not like a band who tour once a year they're a band who play all the time. 
that's probably horribly distorted. So I'm going to go outside where it's nice and quiet. This is not the way to hear the alarm on the podcast. You want to listen to the alarm? You can buy Sigma. But the podcast is for conversation. I said earlier in this episode of Entourage that uh, San Francisco was a bit special. And it's particularly special tonight because of the encore, Mr. Michael Leslie Peters. Who played drums for you tonight on the encore? Mr. Nigel Twist himself. Nigel (laughs) Twist? No, it's not true. <laughs> it was a two-thirds of a 17 reunion. It was. 66% of 17. Nigel, what year did you move out to San Francisco? What year was it? 1990. Why? Uh, I moved out here because my second ex-wife was from here. <laughs> Your second ex-wife? <laughs> <laughs> and you played with... This man two years ago here, or is it a year ago? Uh, it was a year ago. Was a year, year ago, ago yeah. yeah Slim, because you had the band there as well. October 27th. Yeah, you were played with the band as well, at your own yeah. group, you know. Yeah, so we were playing with the New American Farmers. Yeah. Um, is really which is your band over here? Which is not really my band, but I'm playing the band. And uh, they're a great band, great yes. musicians, that great was a, songs. That was a great night. The New American Farmers went down. I love the Farmers. They are genuinely great vocals, great playing from everybody. Good people. How is it for you having him? Well, it was particularly special doing "Shout to the Devil" because that was the first song we played as the Alarm in 1981. So to have Nigel up there, it's always special. And uh, you know, he's got there's a rapport that we have that you, you can't erase. You know, it goes right back to the beginning so it's really great to play with him tonight and, you know we saw each other in London the other week it's almost like we're on tour together yeah. <laughs> Nigel what was it like being parachuted in <laughs> uh, you know that's kind of hard you know especially when you ever played a song for I don't know well 30 years I suppose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we probably didn't play Shout the Devil much after 1984 really no, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, got, it got moved on you know by other things so it's great to play something like that I don't think that anyone would have expected us to play that no, 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 I thought it was the right thing. It was really cool. Yeah, tribal, it's all about the drums, and if you've got a guest drummer, we, we it's got to be all the, about We even had the roadie from 1981 on <laughs> <laughs> To make it complete. who that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it must be, you know, 50% weird and 50% fabulous. Uh, well, that's tough. I don't know, 50% weird and 50 I think it's all weird. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, it's all a bit surreal. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, playing together after all that time. Yeah, and, and but it's you know you just slot into it and it's it's always harmonious and it's a great. It's a, it, it's a fam- family well, no, thing. No, like, the, the fact of the matter is, it's um, it's the music. You know, when you you know, apart from the history, you know, because we've got the history, but the uh, it's the music that speaks and those songs. You know, they're timeless. They're, they're timeless and old. They're really old. <laughs> I'm yeah. old but still relevant. I was standing yeah. in the audience chatting to a couple of people and I was saying, you know, we've got a real treat coming up for the encore. It's going to be great. What, 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 well, Twist's going to play. Oh, that's going to be like hanging out with your ex-wife, somebody said. <laughs> and, and then they said, yeah, but the songs are your shared children. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Uh, is that fair? 
That's very fair. Yeah, actually, yeah. a good friend of uh, mine once said uh, that the songs are like your kids, you know, yeah. because they actually they go off and they do stuff on their own. You know, you don't have to be around them all the time. You know, they, they'll do other stuff when you're not there. Very true. It is a treat for me as someone who's known you two since 1979 to see the two of you on stage together I'm trying not to get emotional but I was a bit tearful <laughs> and I would imagine that the punters would have felt the same as well does it affect you? yeah it always does because it's you, know, you plug back into something that that belongs to an, an, a long time ago but it's so present you know yeah, this yeah. music is still it's all the I'm sure Nigel runs through the streets of San Francisco and you hear the music coming on on the radio or on First Wave or Syria <laughs> it's just it just happened to me in, a, in, in my grocery store I was, yeah. I, was, I was shopping for some food and I think uh, Strength came on and I didn't clock it for a little bit and then yeah. suddenly I was thinking you know pushing my trolley and I'm thinking wait a minute that's me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was like when we were in Wales the other week and the killers started playing Rain in the Summertime yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. like hang on a minute what's, what's this and it's Brandon Flowers singing one of our tunes you know it was, and it was great you know and, and it's where the music just like, has a life of its own and it pulls you back in and it, it, it takes you on journeys you don't expect and that's the great I, thing about it I don't think people who aren't in this band or have been in this band understand that you guys who wrote these songs, created this environment, are as big a fans of what you've created as the people in the front row. Absolutely, 100%, that's it. You know, I'm always going to be a fan of Nigel's work with the alarm because he laid the foundation stones, a brilliant player, great person. And uh, you know, we, we, It's like when I was with Dave the other week and we were recording together. There's just something, you, we'll always be family. You know, We might fall out here and there or have things that we don't agree with here, but you can't sever those ties that we, we sewed together back in the day. They would always be special. You know, and, it, and we weren't just a band, you were a part of it. Red Eye, you know, Bainesy, we had Bobby Troman, you know. We, we made a lot of great friends, great a lot of great memories and, and it still stands the test of time we're stuck with each other Nigel aren't we yeah, I'm afraid so yeah As always ever happens. since the day you <laughs> wandered into my house <laughs> yeah. in Prostatin sorry about it, that was it the Grove first or it was the Grove I, oh I, that's right yeah. Well, yeah. hang on yeah. okay for the Grove, for the, Grove. <laughs> the, the very first gig that my band Backseat played supporting 17, who were the guest act at Amsterdam, the really big local real band. Was either the Scarlet, the, it was the Scarlet, the Scarlet, not the Little Theatre. No, the, the first gig you did with us, we, 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 we met you in Smarties, I think, haven't we? No, uh, no, 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 the, the first gig was um, uh, that one, the one in the Scarlet, yeah, yeah, right. Well, well, that the Scarlet gig was the one where. Pete Carr had taken us under wing. We were rehearsing at your house up oh, in Moylevra, yeah. um, and he, he made us play for almost three weeks without picking up a guitar. He just had the bass going. Well, and, they had us, he, uh, he had us doing down the vocal harmonies. Hang on, yeah. who is Pete Carr? This is just before my time. Who's Pete, Pete Carr? Pete Carr was in a, band, a real band called The Resistance. When when oh, I started the toilets yeah. and Nice joined, was that Mugger? We used to rehearse at Mogger's shed, right, right, on Bath, on Bath Street, whatever it was, in in Real, and then. Um, that 
the resistance, Mogger's band had a PA, a WEMS that were belonged to Pete Carl. I remember the and WEMS. It was, it was the WEMS that we hired to play the gig. I used to carry palace. those around. You know, one thing I don't get is why Mike Peters can remember all these stupid, I know, stupid I know. little details. I know. <laughs> I remember it all. And, and, 40 years yeah, ago. And, and Pete Carr used to, whenever we went round to his house, it was like, You remember the colour of the plates in <laughs> yeah. that kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> Sad, I do. But uh, I could, Pete Carr used to have a, a phone box in his, in his house and he used to charge his... 2p if you ever right. made a phone call to one of us but he was a brilliant te- he still lives in Dizzard near me and he's a brilliant teacher of music and he taught us how to stack the harmonies yeah that and was it- actually like uh, that was our Hamburg yeah he kept us <laughs> In, in if there's a Welsh Hamburg, that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pete kept us in Nigel's farmhouse for six to eight weeks. And he wouldn't let us play one gig. And he said, I'm going to prepare you to play one gig supporting Amsterdam at the Scala. And he, st- he has actually got some footage of us uh, on see. stage on a Cine 8 that he took. He yeah. does? Yeah, he does. Uh, it, that, now that 40 was. seconds of it. I remember song. that gig. I'm, uh, 17 were a three piece and it was before yeah. Dave yeah. and I particularly remember at the end of your set there was a huge ah, applause and it was on tape Yeah, it, and it instilled everyone in the audience to join well, in well, 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 and made you appear even cooler <laughs> than you actually were you clever tape, we got a massive cheer ah yes re- say that I've still got a copy of the review and it said 17 steal the show <laughs> that was the headline you did great. you did because I'm saying with a big local band but you guys that, that, delivered something yeah, massive that period was the real grounding of Building the songs out of the arrangements and yeah. stacking the harmonies. We were good at the harmonies, you know. Nigel had the top part, Dave and Eddie were in the, in, uh, probably in the middle, uh, yeah. and, and I was either just below or above, depending on how we wanted it to be. You did work hard on the vocals, I remember that. That oh, was yeah. a big feature of both 17 and the early alarm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, was a, it was a big signature part of the sound, really. Nigel, explain for the people listening to the Entourage podcast why you're in San Francisco and what you do for a living these days because you're not a drummer professionally anymore right? No. so I uh, I'm a public defender investigator so I've been there 23 years now which is amazing but uh, the public defender's office they represent people who are indigent people who have been accused of crime they get arrested and they're given an attorney appointed an attorney and that's all on the, the dime of the state and the city and county of San Francisco so they get representation and then you know our office gets all the discovery which is all the documentation like the police reports and the complaint that was made all the photographs all the evidence that kind of stuff we get to look at all that and then we go out and i go out and talk to all the witnesses and victims of the crime and then i write reports on you know what they tell me so and in that i'm looking for changes and differences to what was written in the original police report by the police when they took the original reports and if there are differences then I do sometimes what's called impeachment so the attorney will use me to impeach the witness that told the police something else so they'll tell police one thing they'll tell me something that's different and then when they get when they get on the stand they usually tell they told the police originally uh, because they feel obliged to do so but they the story changes all the time. So your role over here is to seek out the truth, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. How does that compare to being the drummer in the alarm? Uh, I don't think it does. 
<laughs> he could still get to wear his dark sunglasses while he's going about Yeah, I was very pleased to see you wearing the dark sunglasses yeah. on stage yeah. tonight, Nigel. I'm still riding around the city. Looking for the truth. Yeah, yeah. Three chords and the truth. That's all we need. You know, uh, it's funny, it's like, because a lot of people say to me, you know, how, what is the segue like? How, does that, how do you segue from this to that? And I think it's because, you know, when you're touring, you meet a lot of different people, you see a lot from people, you know, you talk to a lot of different people. So, uh, and you find it easier to do that, you know, uh, when I'm talking to, you know, the guys that are sitting out here right now on the street, you know. Yeah. Uh, those are the guys I'll be walking up to saying, you know, you remember that incident that happened yeah, a couple of weeks so ago? Good. You know them. You tell me about it. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Go on, James, what is it? I told Nigel Ernie about this. So when I first, you know the band Holy Holy that I play in? Yeah, 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 the Bowie band. Yeah, the very first gig, and he's only ever done one, Clem Burke played from Blondie, oh. played drums. And Clem, obviously, is one of the most awesome drummers in the world, but when he played five years, and he did it, and it was great, but then when Woody Woodmansey decided that he wanted to like get involved and he did it, suddenly it was like the record. And obviously, Smiley is one of the greatest drummers in the world. But tonight, 68 Guns, it's the record, wasn't it? It was the record. It's a twist. Well, I, I, I was on stage whilst you did Shout to the Devil and 68 Guns. And at one point, I was filming both you, James, and you, Nigel, at the same time. You locked into something. That was good, yeah. Which was deeply satisfying. Dave learned how to lock in with the alarm when he took Dave home from the marquee. Is that right? In 1982 when he was absolutely hammered. Is that right? And James rescued him from the street and brought him back to Battersea. I was probably drunk as well and I had this Triumph Herald. (laughs) Triumph Herald? Yeah, yeah, convertible. Nice. I can still remember the reg. Go on. MUF123F. There you go, Whoa. alarm fans and collectors, that's the car to buy. Anyway, Dave's like, can you give me a lift home? And I'm like, where'd you live, Battersea? And I'm like, okay, I'm sta- I'm, I was still living with my dad in Shizuka at the time, so I'm like, yeah, it's sort of on the way, I'll take you. And he was like, oh, great, man. So <laughs> <laughs> they locked in then. Mike, it was a huge treat for me yeah, to see you two on stage. It was amazing. Nigel, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's always good. It's always good. It's always good. Nice, love you, brother. Love you too. And you, MP. Love you, Yeah. Brilliant. So that's it. Another big love in from yeah. the entourage. <laughs> but come on. After how many years together? We're 79, 40 years? Well, 78. I Nigel on yeah. the bus going to Kelston College. Really? In Konoski. In 1974. Is that when you first Was it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah you were, you were, we were both, I only went to Kelston College for two weeks to study computers at uh-huh. A level. And they cancelled the course after two weeks because I was the only person on the course. It shows how the times have changed. And Nigel was on the bus going to Kelston with his loons. Yeah. I remember his trousers. Loons. And saying to him, where'd you get those? <laughs> so you were in, was this when you were in PAX? Yeah. Uh, Nigel lived in Plasterian Drive. In Plasterian Avenue, yeah. yeah. What was the name of the band that you were in with Carl Wallinger? So that was PAX. PAX. Yeah. And then before that it was... Or after that, it was Co- no Quasimodo before that. With, Quasimodo. Uh, I used to come and sit on the street outside Plasterian Avenue and listen to them rehearse. Is that right? Yeah, we used to rehearse in a, some, a garage there. Yeah, it's great. You're brilliant. That was a brilliant band. And that actually, you know, it's kind of funny because I think I played guitar in Quasimodo. I had a Les Paul that I played. Did yeah, I played guitar in Quasimodo, and I uh, I was I was totally into the Who and Pete yeah. Townsend. 
course. And I remember I used to emulate him, you know, I tried yeah, to course, emulate him. Yeah. So in one of the songs, I remember like getting right down and jumping up, you know, to do the old, you know, whatever, and hit, hit the roof. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Crap my head on the roof. Uh, guys, I, 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 I'm going to. You can remember this all night. It's fantastic. I'm going to stop it here. Otherwise, this podcast is going to be hours long of detailed reminiscence. Uh, Mike, say goodnight. Good night, Nostar. Deal about. Nice. Uh, good night and God bless. <laughs> it's good night from him. And it's good night from us. <laughs> and good night from them. <laughs>